If this podcast seems rushed, it's because it is. It's literally five minutes before uploading time. Um, but this week, I was actually on the Working Boys podcast on their show this week. So go and give them a listen. I'll put the link in the description. You know, Working Boys podcast. I've been with them before. They were in my studio once. No, I was in theirs. You know, this sounds way more official than it really is. When I say studio, I mean our rooms. Like, that's, that's really all it is. But, you know, with a bit of modifications to make it sound good. So yeah, this week, I was on the Working Boys podcast. Go and give them a listen. I've, I've, shared their, um, I've shared their podcast before. They're really good. It's, it's my cousin, man. Like, once he saw how fun it was to do podcasting, he wanted to do it himself. And I encourage him to do it. And I encourage you all to go listen to him because he's actually really good at it. All right. So, it finally happened. What do I mean by that? We're getting better internet, okay? I I had to pay... I'm not going to say I paid a lot, but I had to pay a decent amount to get some brand new, super fast 5G um, Verizon internet. Especially out here where we're at. We thought we had the best service available, but... Boy, were we wrong. Like, I'm glad that I had to go out and look for new internet because now it's the one the one we're supposed to be getting in the mail soon because I paid for it um is it's supposed to be like a hundred times faster and if that's the case I can get these interviews in and out in no time you know very easy uploaded do whatever I gotta do man I'm not looking forward to something like it's not even something too big or at work I mean if you're an adult you'll understand this I got Jerry duty okay that, that, that's that's what's been um it's been on my mind all week and every time i go it's normally like oh um, it's been delayed or you don't gotta go and that's a good feeling to hear that but like now it's like oh no but we sent you the jerry duty and <laughs> i mean come on man who actually likes going to jerry duty whoever you are you know more power to you because i i am not one of you on to today's news which is actually a big one today Elon Musk offers to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share, which is a lot of money. Like, it's not even the fact that it's a lot of money. The guy's a billionaire. We all know this already. But it's the fact that Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter, that everyone is up in arms. A lot of people are conflicted. Uh, naturally, Reddit is very skewed on the on the whole thing because for some reason I, I don't know what it is. I don't remember exactly what happened because I deleted Reddit a few uh, I think last year. But everyone loves Elon Musk. Like they're constantly sucking him off in the comments. Like, yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, Dogecoin. Okay, I, I won't lie. Okay, I hate to admit this, but I was actually part of the whole Dogecoin fiasco. Um, I made a decent chunk of change on it. And then I left because I really don't believe in the whole thing. You know, like I don't believe a billionaire is going to want the best interest of everyone in heart. Is a reason they're billionaires. Now that's probably going to skew a lot of people away from me. So you know what? That's fine. You know me. I'm all about the controversy. I used to not be, but I'm going to be honest. That, That pays the bills, apparently. You piss people off, they listen to you more. But yeah, you know, Elon Musk offers to buy Twitter. I want to know what people's opinions are on the whole thing. Um, Not just people on Twitter. I mean, like, Instagram, I don't know, WhatsApp. 
I keep saying WhatsApp, but I don't actually have WhatsApp. And I really should get off of Instagram too. Like, I don't know. It's just not, it's not that good, you know? Like, it, it's a decent platform, but it's Facebook, so you know there's going to be some shady shit going on. I'm kind of glad I paused the recording for a bit because something has recently developed with the latest story about Elon Musk um, buying Twitter. <clears throat> Let me put it this way. We now have a new trending hashtag, which is Go Elon. If you don't know what that means, it's a, it's a play on Let's Go Branded. If you guys don't know what that is, that's what people were saying with, um, with Joe Biden. Uh, because Let's Go Biden or Fuck Off Biden, that, that specific phrase was censored from numerous platforms. And now it's being used uh, towards Elon Musk for the Twitter fiasco because a lot of people are saying Elon Musk wants more censorship, I guess. I don't understand why people grab at straws like this. You know, I don't understand. He hasn't really said much about it. He said, yeah, censorship's a big issue. But everyone grasps at straws. That's just, that's the rule of the internet, you know? So I, I don't know how to feel about this, you know? Um, it, it seems like every day we, we seem to fight over the dumbest things. Like these are people with all this money making their own decisions and everyone hates them for it. It's crazy. Like I, I, I still don't understand. Like the more I look into it, the more I don't get it. I mean, it's Twitter. So, you know, it's already confusing. And if you're not so tech savvy, let me tell you right now, it's just, it's not easy to catch up on. Like, I'm looking at all of these things, and it's like a lot of conservatives going against the Republicans, this and that. Everyone's fighting each other. Why? You know? Come on, man. Just just let people be. You know, it's funny. It's funny seeing this, and I think historically we've always been in each other's throats. But you know what else happened in history? Okay, before I say this, well, I'm probably going to spoil it with the title, so I'm not even going to build up to it. Okay, the Titanic sank today. Years ago, Okay. In 1911, oh, my bad, 1912, today, so, you know, all those years ago, the Titanic sank. That's right. This is the, Jesus Christ, how long has it been? 1912, my bad, I'm not the best at math. It has been 110 years since the Titanic sank, and today is actually the 110th anniversary of its sinking. So some of you may have had relatives on it. It was a really big natural, not natural disaster. It's not natural, is it? Anyway, the Titanic sank 110 years ago today, April, April 15th, my bad. So yeah, this is gonna be out on Friday, which, you know, it's today. I'm actually recording on the day I'm supposed to upload this. That's how far behind I am. My bad, I've been dealing with other stuff. Well, the internet thing was the main thing, really. Uh, I had no idea how expensive internet was. And now that I know how much it is, I, I respect everyone who has high-speed internet because I am living in the middle of nowhere. I swear to God, there's nothing out here. But yeah, the Titanic now sank 110 years ago. It's 110th anniversary. Now, why am I bringing this up? I don't know, man, it's just cool. I like big ships, okay? I've seen the Queen Mary, I think it's, I think that's its name, in, uh, in port. So I've always had a fascination with big events in history. For example, the Titanic being one of them, the discussion of it now. 
but the movie itself as well, the Titanic, the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That came out when I was a kid. And let me tell you right now, I remember that movie fondly because I remember my parents loved it. Like so much so that uh, I remember they bought um, a VHS tape of the movie and I remember watching it a lot as a kid. And I thought that was interesting. You know, April has a lot of historic events, but today I just wanted to mark the 110th anniversary of Titanic sinking. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm really tired right now, guys. <laughs> so I'm actually glad that I looked into the, the history of it as well. Because, you know, a lot of freaky shit happened before it crashed. For example, there was a lady who refused to sleep because she had a bad feeling about it. You know, the night of the crash. I forget her name, this and that. I'm so bad at history, I'm sorry. This is why I failed history class, because I was not good at memorizing things. Anyway, it, this has to do with the topic of the macabre, the, the mysterious, unusual things. When I was on the Working Voice podcast, I mentioned some very odd things. Odd things being things that I've seen in the sky, and when I was doing OTR, and even locally, actually. There's always some weird shit that happens at night. Things that you can't explain, and things you don't want to explain, you know? The cryptic, the dark, the macabre, whatever. I definitely said macabre wrong. It's macabre. Me, 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 me. Macabre. Macrobe. Markiplier. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've seen some weird shit at night, but everything can be explained, you know? For example, lights in the sky can always just mean... I have to burp so bad, holy shit. Had a positive burp, my bad. Listen, if you guys are looking for something new that's absolutely terrifying, like just looking at the fucking, uh, looking at the thumbnails freaking me out. I looked into this, um, this thing that's recently brought, you know, it's gotten a lot of attention. By Alex Kinster, the Mandela, the Mandela Catalog, Volume 1. And I can't really put into words how fucking terrifying it is. There's a genre, right? There's a genre of horror that's recently come up not re not even recently it's been like five ten years now so recent in the grand scheme of things that it can't be recreated with movies it really can't they, they haven't tried it yet but i guarantee that it's more suited for youtube like it's perfect for horror on youtube because the, the way it works is analog horror that's what it is it's it's a way of making a story without directly telling the story which is very hard to do you have to use context clues you have to use things like um lucky 58 is a perfect example where mankind is being attacked by something from the moon that only comes out at night and can only kill you if you look directly at it but none of this is conveyed directly none of it is directly said instead we get a vhs recording of tv at night and I'm getting flashbacks to the story because I remember seeing it and being freaked the fuck out. This is the first time I've had a horror movie or a horror, a horror story in general. Just shake me to my core. Local 58 is fucking scary, dude. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I look at this and I'm excited because it's a new analog horror series. And I just love, I love the fuck out of analog horror. It's absolutely amazing. It's a new genre of horror and it's brilliant because it's very hard to do for one. And two, when it's good, it's fucking amazing. Local 58, I should probably go into detail about it as well. Local 58, like I mentioned before, VHS recordings of a television. However, during the television, there is a broadcast by the U.S. government 
that tells people mankind is under a threat that is far superior from everything we have. All of our tanks, all of our bombs, our entire army is doomed. Everyone has to go outside, um, pre preferably with a firearm, and your own life. And this is broadcasted to every single person in America. And it's fucking bone chilling because afterwards, after it's been broadcasted for a few minutes, they say, we have been hijacked. That was not us. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, this is fucking awesome, dude. I have chills right now as I'm talking about this. Analog horror just does that to me, man. And the, the best part about it is there's so little details given, but what little details you have, you have to hold on to one. One of them being the... Fuck, man, I gotta turn off my, t my phone. That, that, um... <laughs> that thumbnail's freaking me the fuck out. Uh, I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I'm shaking, okay? I'm shaking. That's how much I love analog horror. Because it's scary, but it makes you think. It's not those kind of horrors where it's like, oh... She's going to run into the forest. Oh, she's going to trip on nothing. Oh, she got stabbed in the boob. You know, it's not shit like that. This is a thinking man's fucking horror. And it's good. It's good shit. I'm slamming my desk. That's how you know I'm serious. I need to chill, bro. <laughs> but yeah, analog horror. Lovely. I could tell you to look it up. But I would rather just give you details. Local 58, perfect example. Because at one point, the channel changes. And it goes to a broadcast of the moon. And whoever's looking at the moon at that point is is not the same anymore. They're not a person. They're not someone who's mentally there anymore. What they saw on the moon traumatized them. And they said, it is beautiful. We will look together. Think, okay, a good example. Think of Bird Box. You guys remember? I think it's Bird Box. I think that was the name. Where they can't actually see the beings or they'll go fucking mad. So the entire movie they have blindfolds on. That's... That's essentially what's going on here. But it's never directly told. And there's no main characters. That's the hardest part about it. That's why it's so hard to write analog horror. You can't use main characters. There are none. My favorite sequence in the entire thing. In Local 58. Is when there's a person driving out at night. That's where he makes his first mistake. But something beyond this world hacks his GPS. So imagine you're using a GPS to drive somewhere new, right? And it suddenly redirects. And for whatever reason, the GPS is just off. And it is so damn chilling seeing the damn episode. I remember when it first, when Local 58 first came out, the, the series ended, by the way, but when it first came out, I watched the whole thing. I waited for uploads. I was, I was in it, you know? Oh man, I don't want to spoil it, but at the same time, I have, I have to tell you, I, I'm already too deep. Okay, the GPS at some point takes him to the middle of the woods. And he keeps driving. And at some point, he stops. And he's looking in the woods. And he hears a sound. Like a very out-of-this-world, unusual sound. I can't put into words what it sounds like. You know, it's one of those grainy, metallic effects in, off in the distance. So he does a U-turn, flips around, drives as fast as he can through the woods. Meanwhile, this is when you know he's fucked. The GPS is like, turn around. The destination is behind you. And the worst part is, he's actually getting away, but at some point he crashes, and the GPS is saying, destination in five, you know, like five meters, four meters, 
three meters. Like, whatever is there is fucking catching up to him. And it, it, freaks me, it freaks me the fuck out because you don't have any context clues. Does he have a gun? You don't know. Oh, it's so good. And the broadcast ends when it says, you've arrived. And then it just cuts. The guy is dead. But holy shit, the entire time you're just in it. You've got to see it, man. You've got to see it to believe it. This, this, this whole story is so good. So, this was Lucky 58. A series that has already ended. It's years old by this point. And, you know, ever since then, I haven't seen analog, hor like analog horror as a genre being utilized properly. And I finally get recommended the Mandela Catalog Volume 1. And it is just as good as Local 58, if not better. Because this time, the concept isn't something from outer space attacking us. It's ourselves. That's what's so fucking cool about it. I can't go into detail with how much conspiracy theories and how many theories, how many people are grabbing at straws just trying to figure this out. The way to put it is like this. There's a broadcast system telling people, warning, there are people outside who look identical to you. Do not interact with them. Do not attempt to reason with them. Do not talk to them. A firearm is preferred. So imagine you're walking down the street someday, right? This could be in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, and a doppelganger of yours pops up. Someone who looks exactly like you. There's already a fear. That's why it's so brilliant about it. There's already a fear of doppelgangers where it's like, oh, this person is from another dimension trying to, you know, trying to kill me or trying to grab me or something. If you don't know about it, there's an unusual fear about it. I forget the name of the phobia, but here, let me look it up. Okay, I looked it up. Apparently, there is no actual fear. There's no name for it. You know how there's like names like trypophobia? Certain types of phobias, basically. There is no direct name for a fear of a doppelganger. However, Capgrass Syndrome. If you don't know what that is, let me, let me just read the, the definition. Capgrass Syndrome, or Delusion of Doubles, is a delusional manifest uh, misidentification syndrome. Basically... It's a syndrome characterized by a false belief that an identical duplicate has replaced someone significant to the patient. Imposters can also replace an inanimate object or an animal. Which is fucking terrifying, dude. Are you kidding me? And here's another fun article. Surprisingly, the fear of doppelgangers has been around for longer than you think. Doppelgangers were once thought to be bad omens or beings who want to take over your life or are just generally ill-intentioned. The main superstition is that if doppelgangers see each other, one or both will die shortly after. Which, you know, superstition. You, you know, religious, uh, this and that. You already know that I don't believe all that much. I'm looking over my fucking shoulder thinking about this story. <laughs> it's good. It's When it's good, it's good. When it's When it's bad, it's awful. But this story, essentially, your doppelganger will be looking for you. And it gets fucking scary, dude. This, the first story is already out. It's eight months old by this point. But there's more episodes coming up. And every time they come up, it's like a PSA. You sit your ass down and you watch it. By the way, it's so good, it's age-restricted. There's no blood or gore in the scenes. It's age-restricted because it's fucking terrifying. And I mean that so, like, like, I've never reacted like this to a movie, okay? This is good. I have chills. 
I got a little ear, like a, ring, a little ring in my ear. When I say it's good, I mean it's fucking amazing. It's not for everyone, don't get me wrong. But the whole point of it is it's generally creepy. You know? I've already mentioned in the past things like the, the chupacabra, superstition things. This plays on the fear of the doppelganger, which is already an innate fear that we have since since the ancient times. When we would see a complete copy of another person and think, okay, one of you is going to live, one of you is going to die. And we don't know why it's there. <clears throat> the best part about having the fear is that if there was a fear in the past about it, there's a legitimate reason for it. It's like the fear of the dark. Okay. Here's a good example of it. The reason we're scared of the dark initially is because we uh, back in the day, you know, back in the caveman times, we weren't scared of the dark itself. We were afraid of what we couldn't see in it because our ancestors were being picked off one by one by fucking saber-toothed tigers or dinosaurs or whatever it was back then. So now you're telling me that we have a fear of doppelgangers because there's an exact copy of us out there in the world somewhere and we don't know why. You know, it's like at some point, it's just, even in nature, we're scared of it. That's why you guys gotta watch the Mandela series. It is fucking great. I looked more into it. I don't want to spoil it, okay? I really don't want to. In fact, I'm biting my tongue, trying not to tell you guys why it's so good. But it's good. Whew, that's my little tangent on that. I had to talk about it because I'm never this passionate about something like that. You know, I'm never going to come up and tell you, hey, watch someone else's content. But no, this has to be observed, you know, I would prefer if you watch it in the day because I watched it at night and I couldn't fucking sleep. Yeah, I was I was, um, I don't know, man, it's so it's so good. It's great. It's awesome. This gets a 10 out of 10 rating for me. I don't even have a rating system, and I'm starting one just because of how good the series is. Local 58 and the Mandela series, both of them get thumbs up for me. 10 out of 10, two thumbs up, six thumbs up. I'm going to grow thumbs genetically just to give them up. Ooh. It's a good series. Alternates. That's uh, Just type in alternates or put in the Mandela Catalog Volume 1 by Alex Kinster. Kissed her, my bad. Metaphysical awareness disorder. All of these things are so good. I think, um, I think other bigger YouTubers are already talking about it too. There's another series. While we're on the topic of horror, no one told me about this game called Iron Lung. I love it. I love the game. All of these things that I'm talking about right now, all of them I'm very passionate about because I like I like horror games when they're good, especially indie horror games. And I don't know, man. People are getting so creative again. I love it. The rush of creativity coming out is amazing. Iron Lung is a game where you're playing... How, how do I even describe what the game is? Okay, imagine this. You're in, you're in a... I already forgot the fucking name of the thing. You're, you're in a scuba... Scuba diver? No. Damn it. What's it called? What are those things? They're like boats, but they go underwater. Not the Titanic, but the other thing. You already know what I mean. Wow, how did I forget what it was called? I shit you not, for one minute I was stammering, wondering what the word submarine is. It's submarine, guys. 
It's a submarine. Oh. Yeah, it's a submarine. Anyway, you're trapped in a submarine. You can't get out of it. You're welded into it. And think of like Slenderman where you got to get the eight pages, but instead you got to take pictures because the whole premise is that you can't actually see what direction you're headed in. You're supposed to use the dials of a compass, right? And you got to make your way towards these very specific spots on a map. After you get there, snap a photo, keep going. Every now and then, the submarine will let you know, hey, there's something on your left or there's something on your right. And you can aim the sub at it and take a picture because there's no window to see where you're looking at. I like the idea. It's very, it's a very interesting concept because something like that's never been done before. Think about it. Imagine driving a car, but like, this is going to sound weird. You know what? Fine. I'm weird. Get, get over it. Think of driving a car in outer space, but you're blind. And the only way you could tell if you're about to hit something is it when it's already tapping on the window and it's like, oh, something on my left. Something's tapping on the right side of the window. Oh, something on my right. Turn left, turn right go up go down you could do all of these things ocean horror you know uh th there was a word for it hang on another 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 one of those phobias that i knew about phallus phobia it's called phallus phobia fear of the ocean again another one of those fears where you're not scared of the water itself you're scared of what's in it and that's exactly what this ocean horror game is about it's called Iron Lung. If you got a dollar or two, you could buy it. I recommend checking it out. It looks like it's still being developed. Um, at least I hope so, because I want more, you know? That's how humans are. We have something we like. We want more to its nauseam, you know? Like, there's just so much we want. And I want more of the Mandela series and more of Iron Lung. Both of these are really good subjects that have come up. Why am I talking about it? I won't lie, I'm literally recording the day I'm supposed to upload, but at the same time, I love both of these things to death, like seriously. Iron Lung is so fucking cool. I hope it gets, you know, like a million people playing it by the end of the year. And that's that's really all, all there is to it. I can't tell you more about Iron Lung without spoiling it. There isn't much to the game, okay? You could probably finish it in an hour. And if you know most video games, that's very short for a video game. For example, I've been playing Stardew Valley for months. Okay, months. And I'm not even close to finishing. Meanwhile, Iron Lung can be done within the span of a day. You know, if you got a week if you got the weekend off, which you know I envy you, first of all. But second of all, yeah, you can you can go ahead and do that. And it's it's I don't know, man. It's just such a good game. Like, I saw the playthroughs of it, and I thought, this shit is bone-chilling. And I'm saying that. It's hard to get a reaction like this from me, okay? When have I ever been this excited about a video game or a YouTube series? Either of those things. When have I been this excited on the fucking podcast? I'm even swearing now, okay? I'm hyped. I'm really hyped. I hope the developer hears me of, of both of these things. Both. I'm holding up the number two of my hands like like you can fucking see on the camera. Like, no, there is no camera. It's my voice. And I'm telling you right now, check out these two things. <sighs> this, this mic smells so good. ASMR channel when? Never. Little chicken, you got something to say? <laughs> uh, 
I guess he says hi. I don't know. That actually scared me. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much. By the way, once again, Gaijin Bento, give them a listen. And the Working Boys podcast, give them a listen. I was on, you know, I've, I've interacted with both of them. The Working Boys podcast, I was literally on there on, on Wednesday. They upload every Wednesday at 2 p.m., if I remember correctly. That's for, um... That's a shout-out for them. My bad, I just burped. I think, you, I think it picked up on the mic. Um, that's the shout-outs for them. However, Ace underscore your dad has been in some hot water recently with, with, with TikTok. Luckily, he's back online, so I'm happy. I'm very happy. Also, Ace, I'm glad, like, I know you're listening. I'm glad you're listening because I know you got those stickers in the mail. The moment you described the paper that I sent it in, you know, I was, I'm really bougie with my um, packaging, so I had to go to Simply Stamps, the website, and get a custom-made, you know, um, a custom-made stamp along with a bunch of other stuff. And yeah, Ace, I'm glad that the stickers came in unscathed. You know, I was actually very worried that they weren't going to make it, but I'm glad they did. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited this week. A lot of good things are starting, you know, everything's starting to go up. You know, the ratings are going up. Great. I'm happy. Can you tell? Can you tell I'm happy? It's been a good week. I haven't had one of these in a while. It's been a damn good week. Okay. Um, oh, shit. You know what? I forgot to take a cover photo this week. That's fine. I'll just take a picture of a bunny or something. Oh, shit. I forgot. Happy Easter. Easter is this Sunday. I forgot about that. I was so preoccupied with horror movies, horror games, James Dean, stickers, and I got to express, I got an espresso, <laughs> man, oh, okay, that's staying in there. I got an espresso maker now. Can you tell? Yeah, you probably can tell. I love you. I love you guys. I love you guys for listening. Okay. I, I need to chill out before I, before I explode. Okay, thanks for listening. See ya.